Okay, guys, so today uh, all Fit Minds have come together to talk about nutrition and uh, everything that we uh, obviously can give with regards to that from our different perspectives. Uh, the questions are going to be posed by Jane, I do believe. So Jane's going to ask us those questions and we're just going to go around Robin answering the questions on nutrition. Fire away. Okay, right. So I'm just going to share this screen. feel a bit nervous because I just love food. Can you see that? <laughs> we can, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm going to let me do it as. It's a very fancy slide. I know. Well, you know, I like having to play about. <laughs> there we go. So first question. How would you describe your relationship with food? I'm going to ask that one to Kath first. Oh, gosh. Okay, so mm. I don't really have a very healthy relationship with food. I wish I had a much healthier relationship with food in that um, I can have periods where I'm extremely focused on what I eat and I, um, you know, manage and monitor and intake a lot of healthy food. And then I can just... I guess a little bit like an alcoholic I just fall off that wagon and if I start a day um, with a bit of an attitude of oh you know I might have a treat today I'll I'll let that go all day and then I have to pull it back again afterwards so unfortunately my relationship with food can be a little bit hit and miss but generally once I'm in a mindset of managing my food um, I will do it quite stringently um, but it just I can easily I can easily slip off that um, but I do eat healthy a lot I try and eat as healthy as I can I I do I, I kind of do a ketogenic diet um but then I'll um maybe just allow some carby foods in a little bit for a while and then go back again um but generally I eat a lot of fruit and veg and salad and uh, at the moment I've not been eating meat for about two weeks which has been something new and I'm quite enjoying that so yeah a little bit of a changeable relationship mine is good answer okay uh Colin what about you um, <clears throat> my relationship with food is uh, really healthy. Uh, I would say that, similar to Cap, I, uh, I've given up meat about a year. So um, my relationship with food is mainly fish and veg. So I would say that my um, eating habits are, are quite strict. Um, and yeah, I have a good relationship with food in terms of eating very healthy. And uh, yeah, I've, I can honestly say I've not fallen off the wagon, not been tempted either. Mm. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and you, Nigel? Uh, so yeah, I, I, I believe I have a really good relationship with food. I don't really <laughs> critique the days when I have foods that are not on point. Um, and people always say to me, oh, you can eat what you you want to eat and get away with it I, 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 that's probably true to a certain extent um but i don't eat off point very often um like most of my disposable income and my wife's disposable income we we eat out a lot it's a social thing for me and claire and the kids we mm -hmm. enjoy nice food and we indulge on a weekend more so than during the week so we pull it back monday to friday and the weekend we might let it go but when we do let it go, we don't let it go so it's off the rails. So, for mm. example, takeaways or anything when we're having anything like that, it's always a healthy alternative to a takeaway. 
So I'm always conscious of what good foods are, what wholesome foods are, um, and what your processed sort of unrefined foods are and what to avoid. So I would say 80% of my nutrition is on point and 20% of that is obviously sort of cheap food, which I think is completely healthy. We, we can't be fully, I've tried that. I've tried abstaining from, you know, everything. And it just, it, it's just my passion. Eating food and celebrating nice food is something I enjoy. So yeah. I cannot be hundred percent, you know, on, on the bottom <laughs> with everything with regards to food it just it's never sustainable it's not sustainable mm -hmm. okay thank you right okay so i'll uh, answer that um i've got a, a good relationship with food i do eat healthy but i also do allow myself um little bits of treats every now and again um not excessive amounts um but i've i've grown up where my mum used to cook healthy meals we didn't have anything like a chip pan or anything like that so it's, it's just been part of, of what I am. Um, and I, I use it as a fuel source and I eat to live. Um, and I make sure that I don't live to eat. And I think that uh, can be sometimes where people have a bit of a downfall, where they don't get on with food very well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, mine's healthy. Um, my daughter, I make sure that she's, you know, eating fruit and, and things like that. We don't have... Uh, fast food um we don't frequent any of the drive-through areas <laughs> yeah. that a lot of people use I'm quite lucky that she doesn't uh, and, and even from a young age I, I cooked my own things through when she was a baby and pureed it down so uh, yeah I'd like to think that this household has a very good relationship with food mm. um, and, and we're all healthy too okay right so question two hmm I'm going to throw this one out to Nigel. So what do what's, you think the question, is the root yeah. cause of our society's largely unhealthy relationship to food? Um, I think partly due to the fact that there's probably not enough uh, backing from the NHS and the governments and things like that to promote healthier options. And all you see especially in the current pandemic, you know, with the lockdown and et cetera, and things like the fast food joints being still open yeah. and then not really seeing that push for healthy lifestyles and, and nutrition mm -hmm. uh, on adverts and commercials or, you know, other media sort of um, uh, means, if you like. So I think as a, but obviously outside of the lockdown and the pa pandemic, I think the re main reason why is, Education, people need to be educated on at school at a very early level. It's down to parents to educate them predominantly now, and some parents don't have that education. And then that's just going to feed into the children. So like you just alluded to, Jane, your, your little ones obviously on point with how you eat, your family. Yeah. People, I'm sure people who come into your house and would live with you would end up eating the way you do. And it's the, yeah. same, it's the same that we are in our family. Yeah. You know, anyone who comes into our household it's rare that they will find biscuits, crisps and, and cakes and puddings and like that, you know, by the barrel load. And I can walk into many people's houses where that's the case. Mm -hmm. Ours is not. Someone comes into our house and they'll ask for a biscuit. It's probably rare that we'll have something like that. I'm not saying the, the root of all problems stems with biscuits, but <laughs> it's that consistency, like anything, it, it's the consistency of having something that's, that's deeper than just, you know, I, I, it's a it's a difficult one deeper than just sort of 
adverts and, and it's, it's education, isn't it? It's educating people to make the choices, you know, why, they, why McDonald's KFC is a bad choice. Why would that be a bad choice on a frequent basis to eat there? Why would it be a bad choice? And why, more importantly, why is it a better choice, holistically, for your mind, your mood, your energy, to eat fruit, vegetables, and more mm. refined, uh, unrefined quality foods yeah. rather than the processed, saturated fat type of foods that you associate with your takeaways? Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, thank you. Really um, yeah. Kath, what about you? Oh, okay. So I'm going to try not to go too um, conspiracy theorist with this answer. <laughs> I knew I thought all... that when I was typing it. <laughs> I feel it's all in the psychology. You just need to, you know, if you look around us, we are programmed to believe in so many different things from our very, very early upbringing. And that is, I think you mentioned it, Nigel, like advertising. If you look around, we if I showed you a certain shade of the colour purple, you would know that that is Cadbury's chocolate. So mm. the marketing, the psychology behind the marketing, the psychology behind the sales and the way that they lay out supermarkets, the psychology behind packaging, the psychology behind the type of model that, that presents a certain type of food. You know, you won't see somebody on a cake advert that's huge that, that you know, so the impression you get is that you can eat that cake, but you're still going to be slim and beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's all in the psychology of advertising and the greed and manipulative tactics of the food industry giants and how they present to us what we should eat and how we should live. And that, mm. so when you were talking about like being educated, I think you have to, unsee it all to reprogram what you believe to be healthy and what you know to be the right nutrition for your body because what we're told by the people we're supposed to trust is it's lies um mm. you know it's 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 unreal and you can't live like that you can't walk into a supermarket and you you're met with at eye level all the different products that you met with are you know big bags of crisps and you know big multi-packs of chocolate and stuff and you know people just think they just grab it it's there's nothing to it it's all on special offer and then you go and want to buy a melon and it's three pound you know so I guess yeah. it's, it's all that it's all the psychology of shopping and purchasing foods that needs to be looked at really at a much higher level than us but if we mm -hmm. if we learn how to do it and un undo the the psychology of it then yeah you can be a lot healthier okay thank you but I'm going to jump on and answer this one and that give uh, and then Colin can go last on this one so um I think a lot of it, I echo a lot of what uh, Nigel and, and Kath, what you're saying, um, but also years gone by when I was a kid, most, um, you know, most parents, there was one parent who would be at home where the other uh, is out at work. And, and because of the cost of living, because we want nicer things, we want two cars in the family, all those bits and pieces that we didn't have before, then um, both parents usually go out to work. So therefore they come home, do they want to sit and plan a nutritious meal? No, the easiest thing in the world is to switch on the oven, throw something in there. A lot of the time it can be processed. People come home, they're still working into that. It's, it's all quick, fast food, um, not necessarily nutritious. However, 
like you say, the brand in the packaging, you might pick up a ready meal that says that it's really, really healthy. But we know, yes, it might have fruit and veg or, you know, meat and veg in it or whatever, but it's gone through a process to get it to that state. Mm. So all the impurities are, are pushed into it. So it's it's no healthier than at the point it was picked and produced. Um, I think that's got a lot to do with it. We force ripen lots of fruits and veg now that we never used to do. I mean, God, when I was a kid, I used to will for strawberry season to come. <laughs> now I'm buying strawberries 12 months out mm -hmm. of the year, which is great, but we were doing that. So of course the cost of that's going up high, which is hence why now fruit, a lot of fruit is expensive, but it's easier, cheaper to buy cheaper snacks, which are obviously processed, refined sugars, things that are not good for us. Um, so it's unfortunate, really, that um, over time we've demanded more mm. um, and probably we're our biggest uh, people. You know, we, we've, we've caused a lot of this because of what our demand's been. Like a consumer society. That's right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, right, okay, Colin. Um, we've taken all the best answers now. I know. We're <laughs> <to a> Colin. <laughs> we saved the best I'll just say my answer is a bit of what everyone else has said. Um, so, cheese. Uh, everyone I speak to say that, you know, like Friday's uh, treat night, you know, they've been to it all week. And then Friday's class is like, you know, their treat. They have pizza um, or, you know, they don't necessarily, well, most people don't cook on a Friday. Um, if, even if they don't cook in the week, they definitely don't cook on a Friday. And it's like, you know, takeaway Fridays is, is, is the thing. Um, so a lot of people have trees, which are obviously going to be full of fat, sugar, um, and healthy stuff. Um, fast food takeaways and all that is much easier now, much easier to access because you've got delivery, you've got Uber Eats, you've got Just Eat, you've got probably a load more that I can't even think of that delivered to your door. You know, you don't even have to go anywhere now to get um, food. You don't don't have to cook. Um, you just order online. It's it's just got so much easier to get you know fatter because you don't have to go out and do that walk to get your food. Um, we're more of a consumer society, as, as Jane pointed out. Um, we seem to want more for less. So like the uh, strawberries, rather than getting them one season, you can get them all year round. And same for most fruits, veg. Um, other items, you know, we just want more and more of it and cheaper as well. Yeah. Uh, TV advert, there's loads of TV adverts. You know, you watch Bake Off and around that, there's all these adverts for mm. the supermarkets, ingredients, um, fast food, it's food related. And then you look at um, all the baking shows, they're on most days. You know, you can't get away. There's no day where you say, oh, there's nothing about food on TV. It's every day is some food program. Mm. Um, <clears throat> newspapers, TV adverts, bus shelters, billboards. It's, you know, it's full of food. It's yeah. full of food. Mm. Um, and you go to a supermarket and snacks, uh, chocolates, sweets, they're all around the tills. Um, also, you know, like you say, there's these buy three, get one free or something like that. Yeah. Um, or two. Uh, they, 
in like bargain buckets, uh, boxes or buckets at the end of the aisle. Mm. It's just made so much easier to pick up, you know, all this unhealthy stuff. Uh, 24 bags of crisps, um, you know, big uh, bulk of chocolate and, and so on. It's just, yeah, it's, it's got to a point where literally you can't go anywhere. You go into a supermarket with good intentions and you come out with all yeah. the bad stuff try to avoid you can't never avoid. go hungry never go to the supermarket when you're hungry because you come out with all yeah. because you'll just buy snack after snack um so yeah i think it's it's definitely a case of the nhs jane's gonna shoot yeah what? <laughs> sorry what? the school have just phoned me three t- okay and then our last question sometimes hunger can be physical but it can also be emotional or mental. When you eat, what part of yourself are you feeding? And I'm going to throw that one open to Nigel first. Um, all, all, all of them, really. So there's sometimes where I eat because I'm hungry physically, and then there's sometimes I eat because I know it's time I should be eating, but I'm not necessarily hungry. Um and then there's obviously sometimes when I would probably say I would eat, either eat when I'm emotionally stressed or tired or emotionally sort of um, eating. Um, but I am so fully aware of the type of foods to eat when I am emotionally stressed. And I'm fully aware of the type of foods that maybe when I'm tired. And I'm definitely aware of the things that I should eat when I'm physically hungry and I'm recovering from activity. Mm-hmm. Um, I Obviously, I'm fully equipped with the knowledge to understand why I would eat, when I would eat. And when I say what type of part, you know, it says what part of you are you feeding when you are eating? I I am so in tune with that. And that therefore that sometimes determines the type of foods that I I would have. So if I'm emotionally sort of a little bit stressed, lagging, you know, maybe not had enough to eat, maybe trained, overtrained, or maybe just tired from, you know, lack of sleep, sometimes getting up with little ones, then I would be more inclined to pull my diet and rein it in and not have the sugary biscuits and crisps that would maybe would um, be pulled to normally, um, which I know a lot of people would probably not do that. Um, and I understand that completely. That's, that's the reason why I work with clients to give them that sort of skill set and the tools that I have to help them understand what what stage they're at in their emotional hunger, physical hunger, and where they're at. And sometimes, sometimes I like to push by that where I obviously I do do my fasting at times and I do intermittent fasting and I do the three day fast. That's really to sort of reset where I am emotionally and physically and just to understand, okay, where is my gut at? And that's a, that's a good thing to allow your gut to have that rest. Mm. not just to keep giving it food all the time because like you say sometimes it doesn't need it no okay thank you mm. right uh, i'm going to throw that one out to colin next please i would say for me uh mental mentally first um and then physical and then emotion so mentally it the kind of food that i eat uh, helps me to focus and uh also helps me to kind of um, create ideas in in sort of obviously working for charity and running a charity. It's kind of like I've got to 
think of you know different things that need to be done and when they need to be done so it helps me mentally uh, uh dealing with that especially when you're firefighting um physically as well uh, obviously working out i need to uh, energy to fuel my body so um same again the type of food that i eat i make sure it's not the type of food that's going to slow me down um and emotionally um don't really eat emotionally uh so i just eat the same kind of uh, food really um food that keeps me upbeat um alert and um motivated so yeah um that's me okay thank you right i'll answer this one now um i intermittent fast as well so obviously um i i I'm governed by um, the mental, you know, sort of telling me, right, this is now time to eat. This is when I need to stop eating. I don't, I, I don't really, I'm not an emotional eater. So um, if work's busy or I'm, I don't particularly get stressed. So I don't, I'm lucky in that respect that I, I manage my stresses quite well, that I don't sort of reach for a bar of chocolate or, down a bottle of wine or you know something like that to sort of get me through that part of it so I do still make um good choices even you know sort of if I'm busy at work and I'm in the office at work I still make sure I eat at the time to eat um you know come my my break my fast breaking time uh, and I do make those good choices so for me it's more physical and mental that sort of drives my my hunger uh, rather than the emotional side of it mm. okay um right Kath lastly to you um gosh I think I'm a little bit of everything I know mm. if I'm uh, very busy and maybe a bit pressured I wouldn't eat I would food would come last mm. um but if I'm bored or not got much to do I'll think about food a lot more I like food and you know I like to um that's why fasting I struggle with fasting I do naturally fast sometimes because I'll have my tea at five o'clock and then I don't eat again till the following day I'm not a snacker on an evening but I don't kind of see that as fasting really Mm. um because it's not done purposefully um but I also think I eat because it's routine so I grew up where we had like breakfast at eight o'clock we had lunch at 12 and we had dinner at tea at five so I'm still a little bit stuck in that um sometimes I'll not have my breakfast till a little bit later but at at work my first 11 I'm I'm, is it dinner time is it dinner time (laughs) you know and I'm really ready so I Mm. think um some of it for me is just routine and fitting I fit food in at certain times of the day just to keep me going it's not you know uh, because it's habit I suppose um but like I said I think so is that emotional really or is that just that that's routine I don't I don't know yeah. that it's particularly feeding, you know, um, either an emotional or a mental part of, of, of me. It's just that that's what I see as that's the time to eat. Um, so what part of myself am I feeding? I think I do just eat because that's what I have to do. And I know that mm-hmm. whilst I'm doing it, I like to enjoy it. So um, I do. That's where I would slip into probably allowing myself more treats sometimes than is necessary. Um, but I don't do that as often now as I used to. Mm-hmm. So now I'm feeding myself much, you know, much more because uh, it's a mindful choice to be healthy. So, mm-hmm. okay, mm. good stuff. Thank mm. you for that, guys. Well done. Thank you. Good answers. Thank you.
So what would everybody like to suggest for our next topic? We've done exercise in episode one. This is our nutrition and food. So anybody's got a suggestion for episode three? Oh. Should we talk about physical health? Yeah. Yeah. Going for that. Motion is lotion. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That resonates. Okay. <laughs> Would yeah. anybody like to do the questions next time or yeah, what do you mean by, what do you mean by physical health cat? Well, I guess like illnesses, how we manage our you know, physical well-being overall. Yeah. Whether that be through pharmaceuticals or healthy eating or vitamins or whatever. Physical health. Okay, dog. Yeah, I'll do that one. Fabulous. Okay. Yeah. See you next Perfect. time. Awesome. See you soon. See you later, guys.